Hello, and welcome to another podcast for Phys 101 here at Rice University. This week's podcast is a further exploration of the center of mass motion for a system under, uh, under the influence of zero external forces. On the last podcast, we had two equal masses sitting on an air track, and we had a spring that was compressed via a string, and that spring was connect was in between the two masses. The string was burnt, the spring was allowed to uncompress, therefore pushing the two cards apart, and we saw a result that said that the center of mass for that system, which was not initially moving, remained not moving, i.e. It, there was no net displacement of the center of mass for that system of the two equal mass cards. In this podcast, I'll be showing a video that has now two masses that are not equal. In fact, I'll call them mass 1 and mass M2. Mass M1 will be one-third that of mass M2. So, in this picture that you see here, this is a picture of the two masses that will be resting upon the air cart. It'll be a repeat of the last podcast. But now I've changed the mass of one of them to be three times the mass of the other. We're using the same uh, spring assembly. So when we burn the, the string that's compressing the spring, the two cards will, one again, will once again push apart. And we'll analyze the motion of that system. Now let's play the video in real time so that we can see what goes on. It's a very relatively short video, so here goes. Just as in our previous podcast, the acceleration of the center of mass is zero, which implies that the velocity component in the x direction, or i.e. the horizontal component of velocity is constant. Since we know that the center of mass was initially at rest, we can determine that constant. So the velocity, the x component of velocity for this setup is equal to zero, giving us a zero net displacement of the center of mass. If we now analyze this video under Logger Pro, uh, we obtain the following graph. The green dots represent the cart that is moving to the right, i.e. the small, the smaller cart or smaller mass cart. The red dots represent the cart moving to the left in the video, which represents the uh, more massive cart. And in fact, we know that it's more massive by a factor of three. The slopes in the graphs clearly are they are clearly different, and it's really hard to see based on the size of the actual screen. But at the instant of about one second, which is the second clear vertical mark that you see, or third, sorry, third clear vertical mark you see on this graph. The green dot is roughly at one and a half, um, which is 1.5 meters per second, and the red dot corresponds to a, a speed of approximately negative 0.5. So we see that there is that one-third factor coming into play there. Now, we can further analyze the system going back to our equations, and at this point, the equations that come to mind are the center of mass times the x position of the center of mass. It must be equal to mass m1 times its position plus mass m2 times mass, mass 2's position. Now, 
if we call the x position of the center of mass zero, then we can get a relationship between the position of the light particle with, re with respect to the, the position of the more massive particle. And when we do this, we find that x1, the position of cart 1 at any, at any given instant in time, will be equal to, well, negative 3 times that of the more massive particle. So now, what does that expression, or that equation, x1 equal to negative 3, x2, tell us? Well, it tells us that we can go back into the logger prograph of these two carts, and I can look at the position of the more massive cart, x2, well, multiply it, that position at any given instant in time, times negative 3, and at that corresponding instant in time, that will give me the position of particle m1. Just so that we can see that this whole bit about conservation of momentum is not made up, I'm going to replay the gra or replay the um, video of the card separating. I'll let your eyes be the judge. Now remember, we ha your eyes are good at making relative measurements. Logger Pro is really good because it allows us to make kind of an absolute measurement with respect to a fixed point. Now let me do like I did on the other podcast. Let me take specific images within a time frame such that the carts do not hit the sides of the air track. And I'll take the first instant to be that of when the carts aren't moving. And I will place a series of dots on the centers of the actual items representing the centers of masses, centers, the center of mass for each item. I will place a black dot representing the overall center of mass of that system. I'll look at another time slot slightly uh, a few tens of second, tenths of a second later, and I'll place the same dots on the cards, and I'll place the same black dot representing the, the center of mass. Do the same thing for slightly later time. And if we were to make those measurements and actually take out a ruler and measure those distances away from the center of mass, I will see this x1 equal to negative 3x2 come in again if I call the center of mass dot, the black dot, the, x, the coordinate of x equal to 0. I hope these demos, i.e. podcasts, have convinced you that if we have a system of masses and only internal forces act in that system, then the center of mass motion has no acceleration. And if the center of mass of the system was not initially moving with any given speed, and in that reference frame, it will never move. So long as, again, the stipulation being no external forces acting upon that system. Well, this ends this podcast, and I will be posting up the bloopers version of this podcast that just occurred, and I hope you get a good little laugh out of that.